welcome to Starkville's House of L. This is episode 60. I'm Houston, and how's it going, everybody? Great, I'm Derek. Houston, welcome back. Thanks very much. It's um, good to be back. It was a long summer without you. It was a long summer alone. What happened to you in the fam zone? Where did you go? Did oh you my go? god. Long story. Really? Yes. Another day? Oh, It'll be, yeah. Yeah, a whole other episode. All right, we'll get into that. Because actually, we're going to come to you twice this week, once today, because we felt we'd do a disservice day if we didn't come, because the Smallville Season 6 DVD came out at midnight last night, Mm -hmm. and we just had to uh, deliver some of our thoughts on this amazing set. Also, the Superman Doomsday DVD came out, Mm -hmm. and um, later on this week, we'll be coming back with the picks that you wanted to hear for us to commentate on for Season 4 and 5 episodes. (laughs) You want to tell them what they are? Uh, yeah. Because uh, I think season four was voted on mostly for you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Um, well, for season five, we've got Reckoning. Yeah. That'll be great. That'll be season awesome. Season going to be a cool episode. Can't wait to rewatch that one and, and talk about it. Season right. four, mm-hmm. uh, we got Spell. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> really wanted to dig that one up and watch it again. I kind of buried my season four DVD somewhere, so I gotta go find it. Oh, there are plenty. There are plenty of episodes in season four I watch. Yeah, like but Onyx. Yeah, blank mm-hmm. commencement. Uh, but we got Pl- spell. See, look, guys, you could have picked those. Any of those. Yeah, and you gave us spell, but, but we'll do it. Yeah, you, you're definitely feeding us material. Obviously, we're, we're men of our word. There was a reason for that's probably the most the episode we probably said the most on in all sixty episodes of the show. <laughs> There's probably been more said about spell than any other episode ever. Mm. So subterranean. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, yeah, they're they're on par. They're, okay. they're neck and neck. So uh, that will be later on this week. But right now, uh, we just got a little bit of news to go over before we get into the big stuff. We are a week and a half away until the season seven premiere of Smallville. Woohoo! September twenty seventh, eight uh, eight p.m. seven central on the CW. Mm-hmm. On no longer the new CW, just the CW. And man, C- CW are they, classic. Or they are going downhill. It seems. I hate to say it. It's just and just in the publicity department. They, oh, really? Well, they've just been knocking up all these new shows, and they have forgotten all about Smallville and Supernatural. Mm. Um, and their their highlighters are this America's Next Top Model and this Beauty and the Geek. Actually, this Thursday night, there's not even going to be a Smallville repeat because they showed. Phantom last Thursday night Mm -hmm. in order to show the two-hour season premiere of Beauty and the Geek this Thursday night. And in the midst of that Smallville episode, there was still no new trailer for even the one... Derek's cell phone rings. Derek's cell phone is ringing. It's the theme of The Office. Tim, this is you calling me right now, and I can't take this call because I'm recording, so you'll be able to figure that out later. Hi, Tim. Now then... uh, Moving on, so we, we're we really looking forward to Bizarro. I can't wait. You're going to be here, right? Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. So be sure to check back later that night because there will be a new episode. Our first one, that'll be our, our season four premiere. Mm-hmm. We're not doing any cliffhanger premiere crap this time around. Um, I don't know. Are we? You got something so. up your sleeve because I don't, I don't uh, have time. Maybe. I don't oh, know. Okay. Wow. I'm impressed. You've been thinking about I it. I got stories to tell. Do you? Mm-hmm. Recipes to share. <laughs> Uh, got so, a nice recipe for apple brown bay. Oh we can wow! <laughs> so I'm I'm so pumped. I've been waiting all summer ever since we saw Bizarro's face sitting there with you when we saw it, mm-hmm. and dying to see what happens in episode seven hundred one. So leading up to that, uh, also in that episode will be Laura Vandervoort appearing as Kara Clark's cousin. 
So uh, she's going to make her initial uh, you know, appearance in the first episode, and she's going to be in several episodes of Season 7. And uh, Laura Vandervoort is actually on the cover of Stuff Magazine, the final issue of Stuff Magazine, actually. I don't read stuff, do you? Uh, I read Maxim. Uh-huh. Sometimes. Erica Durant is on Maxim yeah. this month. Uh, so it's the, the ladies of Smallville are gracing the catalog covers. Uh, Vandervoort does a pretty... Uh, extensive photo shoot apparently uh, within the magazine but uh, doesn't seem to be a whole lot it's just more about her than it is the show of course yeah. well because she's uh, probably doesn't have a lot to say about the show right now yeah, since yeah. It hasn't happened. Um, the stuff that she has said is you know she's going to be at odds with clark and their personalities are going to clash but we've heard all that before in her interviews mm-hmm. and that's the initial stuff that's being said for season seven but the, the important part here is photos <laughs> well there were several and you can mm-hmm. look down there in the aac mm-hmm. and see that there are a couple being shown right there. The other big news Delicious. is the, <laughs> well, the other big news <laughs> is the action figures that were announced mm-hmm. at Comic Con. We only saw the prototype figures of these. Right. Uh, are now in color. We have seen the images of the Justice League, Clark, uh, Oliver, um, the whole gang, Cyborg, uh, Impulse, not Flash, mm-hmm. Impulse, and uh, so these look great. Uh, there's a promotional picture with. Uh, the five of them on the, uh, was it five? Uh, yeah, five, Aquaman, five, five. You, yeah. Yeah, it's Aquaman too. I thought I said AC. Oh, you the did. five, and then the Smallville logo, and then underneath it shows the five of them walking away from the explosion from Justice. Can you get all five of them, like, together? I don't know if they're going to be at pack or sold separately or not. Hmm. There was also a rumor floating around at Comic-Con that there was going to be a Bizarro figure. So, I, I haven't heard any more about that. That may be, like, a little bonus release or something. So, uh, looking forward to those. Those are coming out next year, I think, believe, May of 08. So, they'll coincide with the, se- the uh, Season 7 finale. Interesting. So, I would imagine they're probably going to plan on having the Justice League. The Justice League is back. returning at some point this season. Maybe not. They're probably not going to be there all the t- all, all at the same time, and they're probably not going to all be... They've also talked about adding new people. Is so it, a new character going to be brought in? We, we might not see Impulse. We might not see Cyborg. Bloodwind. Might be one. We might see Bloodwind. <laughs> I'm looking so forward to Phil Morrison, the premiere. There is a deleted scene from uh, season six uh, from Labyrinth between Phil and um, Clark, or Phil and Tom. That was was a great deleted scene. And uh, just, oh, all of season six. But we'll get to that right now, actually. Uh, the season six DVD release date was today. And yeah, don't drop it. <laughs> and he's holding it as we speak. You can't see this. I got my copy very early at 5.30 this morning and because uh, I was on the way to work. And very lucky to have it. And uh, they didn't have it at midnight last night because Walmart's communist bastard. But, yeah. Well, I just... They're just lazy. Well, no. Oh, you just broke my Wii. Okay, thank you. My <laughs> Nintendo Wii. I didn't... <laughs> <laughs> Not just any Wii. The Nintendo Wii. Yep. Um, it is a great set. Unfortunately, as Warner Brothers is now gone now, it is the slimmest packaging that we saw with Season 5. Stacked on top of each other. Uh, easy, easy. We call it the easy-to-scratch edition. <laughs> uh, when you unfold it, if you remember your Season 5 set, when you unfolded it, it was the image of Lex as Zod standing atop Luther Corp Tower with Metropolis on fire. I love how you're unfolding it. We could hear it. <laughs> I'm, we're looking at it. So okay. it adds realism to the show. That's actually cool because you've got to open that page and I do want you to read that thing from Alan Miles here in a minute. Oh, what is this? The, okay. the, 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 on the front page. But um, when you open it up, you saw Zod standing aloft Metropolis as it burns below him. This, I had two principles on this one. It was either going to be uh, the Justice League when you unfolded it or it was going to be Bizarro. And because the image splits down the middle, I kind of was wondering about both of them because it would 
cut Tom in half both ways. But on this, they have they did use the Justice League. Uh, Tom is off center to the left a little bit. So uh, who's on the right? On the uh, right of this, I yeah. believe it's Cyborg. It's yeah. Cyborg. Cyborg, and, and then Flash or Impulse. Cyborg and Aquaman are to the right. So Tom mm-hmm. and Justin and Kyle are all to the left. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks really awesome. The Fireball, the awesome uh, Stephen the Night episode, uh, Justice. The Fireball is behind them. And uh, another thing that we haven't seen since uh, since Schneider left the show is two uh, characters on one disc. Uh, oh yeah, yeah Erica yeah. and Justin Hartley share the same disc. Uh, John Glover is nowhere to be seen on the disc images. I kind of figured they would use uh, put him and Martha. They're saving put it. Him and they're saving it. Saving it. Saving it. Um, but just an amazing set. Uh, more featurettes than we've ever had before. Uh, one to be named uh, specifically is the Smallville Big Fans documentary, mm-hmm. which was the first thing I watched today. First for, and not least. Well, I mean, you know, there was no <laughs> particular reason I put it in. I just wanted to see what it looked like because I had heard a lot about it, and mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be cool, and they interviewed some great people on that set. They really did. They, I thought they uh, they found a, a great grasp of the show from all the cons they went to and mm-hmm. interviewing the cast. Yeah. And, you know, like Craig that runs Krypton site and Tabby that runs mm-hmm. Alice and Mac online. So just some amazing people. Right. I mean, just really great people. Is there anything you wanted to add to that? Uh, no, I just think that, yeah, everyone I saw on that documentary looked like they were really incredible at what they were doing. They knew and, what they were doing, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they uh, they would never pat themselves on the back. Mm-mm. They would never gloat. No, they uh, would never say, in your face, everyone... They would never say anything no, they like wouldn't, that. They would never say, ha ha, I'm on the DVD and you guys weren't. Nothing of that Because that nature. would be rude. That would be rude. And, and we, we do not want to advocate that at all. Yeah, and the people that were on this TV are not like that. They're no, humble. They are very humble. Mm-hmm. Um, Stephen and I is the most humble person I know. And, you know, he's on there uh, mm-hmm. several times. So, uh, that being said, we're on the DVD. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we really didn't know because, and we couldn't talk about it at this point, but we didn't know in what aspect. We didn't know how they were going to work us in, how long, if all five of us were on there. We didn't mm-hmm. know. So, the, when we got to watch it today, we were watching it with you guys. That's the first time we've ever seen it. And mm-hmm. we were pleasantly surprised with what they did with um, the footage. I was I was yeah. pleased. Uh, I thought it really captured the show. Uh, Will and you were hilarious. Yeah. Uh, um, the, Will got his mention of Chloe in. You got his your mention of pissing Will off in. That was, uh, yeah, it was great. They I, used. They were nice enough to use our theme music, mm-hmm. uh, our website, um, mm-hmm. our uh, audio excerpts from a couple episodes, including our Justin Hartley interview. So mm-hmm. Retrofit Films, the guys that made this, amazing guys that work over there. I can't thank them enough for asking us to be part of this. It was It was a humbling experience. It really was. It was yeah. It is. Uh, I'm glad. I'm really glad that happened for us. Like, cause that's that's really cool. And it's just it's nice to just to be asked. Cause, yeah. I mean we. I mean we have nothing. To do. I mean we're just guys sitting around talking about the show. Yeah. And for for uh, and I mean apparently the fans are the ones that say hey these guys need to be part of it. So it's you guys that really got us on this DVD and we can't thank you enough for that. We're really appreciative. And, and I, that's why we're gonna keep doing it. Yeah. And I speak for Tucker and Will and Graham too. Thanks for mm-hmm. uh, putting all five of us on there. Yeah. It wouldn't uh, like everyone that helped out. I think got a chance to talk about mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah. All five of us are on there. So it was a lot of fun. We filmed that stuff back in February. I know. We didn't talk. We couldn't talk about it. Couldn't talk about it. Was it was hard. Yeah, we we only got to announce that we were going to be on it. We just didn't really know in what context yet. So, uh, but I was just really pleased with it when I saw it and then got to watch it with you and Graham and mm-hmm. just I mean it was it was really nice. It was kind of the 
the swan song of House of L for right now. So <laughs> I, I really appreciate all of you wanting us to be on there. But the rest of the documentary is awesome. You get to see uh, Don Glover, Michael Rosenbaum, Erica Durant. Everybody talks about their fans, some specific mm-hmm. story they've had. Stephen the Knight talks, Alan Miles talk. Mm-hmm. Um, some friends that we've had on the show have, were on there. And then the ultimate fans, the ones that sent in their contribution videos mm-hmm. and the ones that wanted to be noticed is, hey, I'm the ultimate Smallville fan. Yeah. Those guys are on there too. And so it was a really cool, it runs about 26 minutes. It's a really fun documentary to watch. Mm-hmm. You get to see stuff from all the way back in season one, the first time they ever went to Comic-Con, leading all the way up to when they were at Comic-Con this, this past summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when they were there with Phil Morris and Justin Hartley. So uh, I just thought it was really cool. And to see some of these people from all over the world, that how it influences France and the Philippines and Australia. Yeah. Uh, places that don't even get Smallville on TV mm-hmm. and how much of an impact it is. Not, you know, I know. I mean, I can look at our numbers. I can see we've got people in Norway listening to us. Mm-hmm. But when you see something like that, it... it it impacts it a little bit more, I think. Right. So it's a huge fan base, and it, it's not dying anytime soon. No. I would I would definitely say that. So it should be be sure to watch Smallville Big Fans. It's on disc mm-hmm. one. Uh, it's one of the first times they've put a, uh, some big special features on the first disc. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on disc one? The, uh, you got uh, some deleted scenes, you know, your commentaries, stuff like that. There's a deleted scene from Sneeze that was pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, I can see why they cut it. It was... Uh, it was a conversation between Lionel and Clark. About- it looks like there was a whole lot with the whole lot with Lionel and Martha's relationship, which is what I would expect. All a lot right. of that got cut out because, right. especially towards the end of the season, John Glover just wasn't in a lot of episodes. Yeah. So I'm betting that a lot of his stuff just got cut. It was uh, it was actually Lionel banking Clark for saving Lex, and Clark mm-hmm. says, "I didn't do it for Lex. Mm-hmm. I did it because I was in jeopardy." Mm-hmm. And he says, "No, you're a hero." He says, "That's it's part of your nature to mm-hmm. save people, whether you they're your enemy or not." It's, don't judge a man. What he says, don't judge a man by a character of how he treats his friends, but how he treats his enemies. Yeah. Something like that. And But then, I mean, it was a cool scene because mm-hmm. Clark kind of seems standoffish about it. Mm-hmm. But then they're cooking corn and, they're, and Martha's like, why don't you join us for dinner? And Lionel acts all goofy. And he's like, no, 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 I can't impose. And Clark was like, no, really? Sit. It was kind of odd. <laughs> let, me, let me warm up the bed for you, Lionel. Yeah. Why don't you? Yeah, and then there's a deleted scene from... I need a new daddy. Wow. <laughs> There's a deleted scene from uh, Wither with um, Clark and Chloe that uh, uh, he Clark is talking about the um, Gloria, the plant lady mm-hmm. from the Phantom Zone. And it's actually one of the big Phantom Zone discussions early on in the season because Clark says there were 28 known galaxies that people were imprisoned from in that, in that place. What mm-hmm. if I let other people out? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of the big shocking moment in that scene when... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when they're at the hospital checking on Jimmy after yeah. he's got the seeds burned out of him. And he's also got like some like it's a scene about like he's kind of feeling some remorse for her like mm-hmm. her being dead or whatever. Yeah, yeah, because he's he's wondering if that was the way you need to go about it by actually <clears throat> killing somebody because usually they just end up at Belle Reve and right. now, now they have to die. So uh, there's I my love... personal favorite oh, go ahead, on I'm this sorry. disc, uh, the Green Arrow documentary. Yes, is yes. really cool. It was uh, narrated by Mark Hamill, which was mm-hmm. interesting. I, I knew that voice as soon as it came on, and uh, it runs again about thirty minutes. And the guys from Retrofit Films did it again, and they did an amazing job of everybody that has been involved with the uh, with the Green Arrow comics for the past thirty mm-hmm. years, probably. Um, the ones beyond that probably aren't with us anymore, but mm-hmm. for the most part. But um, Kevin Smith, who wrote. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, oddly enough, the only person that wasn't interviewed for specifically for this DVD was Justin, Justin Hartley. Hartley. Mm-hmm. The stuff that they used from when they were filming Justice is actually from the CW's website. 
So I don't know if he just wasn't available or not, but th that's that was the big thing missing from the video. The two excerpts that they did use were, like I said, like I said, it was not specifically made for this documentary. But it is a very cool thing. It documents from the incarnation of the Green Arrow all mm -hmm. the way through the Justice League animated series and now to Smallville. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were kind of hoping they might talk about Supermax at some point. Yeah, but... they uh, they got right up to... I mean, it was pretty current. Like They even talked about the uh, wedding that's about to happen with him and Black yeah, Canary. Yeah. Like, that was the last thing they talked about. And that was that's pretty much now. Yeah. But, yeah, they didn't really talk about anything upcoming mm -hmm. like Supermax. So, Maybe that might not be happening. Well, anymore. last we heard from uh, Goyer, it was still on track. So I I'm looking forward to see what happens with that. Now, the thing I always like on the small little DVDs are the little excerpts from Alan Miles on the front page. Oh, yeah, yeah. And if you're not available to get this, we do want to read this for you. So Houston's going to read that. All right. You want me to read this whole thing? This is uh, from July of this summer, yeah. I think. July of 07. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it starts off, uh, they... Um, Give a give acknowledgement to Justin Hartley and Aaron Ashmore who joined the show uh, this season. They talk about like how great they were to work with, and uh, here's how it wraps up. Uh, there were so many great episodes that it is difficult to choose, but some of our favorite episodes include Zod, the most expensive episode we've ever produced, Justice, a superhero extravaganza, Promise, which one can't really describe without spoiling it, Labyrinth, a true mind blank. Uh, Nemesis, awesome in every way, and of course, the finale, Phantom, which ended the season in a spectacular cliffhanger style. Season 6 is Smallville at its best, so throw on some popcorn, and so, so, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> That's precisely what he said. <laughs> throw some popcorn in the microwave and find a nice comfy chair, you're in for one hell of a ride. Live a cigar, maybe a drink of Cavassier, you know, enjoy life. So there are a lot of deleted scenes. The biggest thing missing from this DVD set, and they have made up with it with the number of featurettes, mm -hmm. but um, the biggest thing missing is there's no episode commentary anywhere on, on any this DVD. Other? No. Whatsoever. Mm. And that was a little hard for me to take in early on. I, I didn't understand why they wouldn't do that. And I, especially with Justin Hartley, and especially with Justice and Zod, mm. two of the hugest episodes ever. Yeah. But there's, there's no commentary. We, and I'm okay with it now after seeing the set because there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of cool stuff on it, but um, it's basically the big the big two features are the big thing on the DVD. Yeah, and if you've been a big fan of the Chloe Chronicles, you know they made sure to get Justice and Doom on there as well yes, as Justice Oliver and Doom Queens. is on there, and the Oliver Queen Chronicles, the Mo Mobisodes mm -hmm. are on there too. The and there's probably been more deleted scenes this time around than there's ever been. Like I said, Sneeze, Wither, uh, what all else has them? Arrow, Fallout has deleted scenes. Um, there's also the making of the Oliver Queen Chronicles, too. I want to mention that. Um, Hydro has some deleted scenes. Labyrinth, Crimson, uh, Freak, Combat, Progeny, Nemesis, and Phantom all have deleted scenes. So that's a lot. I mm -hmm. um, kind of hate um, that uh, that Subterranean didn't have a deleted scene. <laughs> you mean like... What do you think that would have consisted of? Um, I don't know, that farmer? Uh-huh. Uh... Yelling at Mexican people? I don't know. Okay. He was, or maybe a mole! That was the most random episode of the whole season, by far. It was, it was just, it was odd. It was out of place. But I, yeah. but there, there's really nothing this season. I'm going back through here and looking. There's nothing this season I hated. And you know what? I still say the weakest episode of this season is for me hmm. is Rage. You really shouldn't say that because um, everybody's going to make us review it a year from now. You know, we'll have to go back and. No, I liked Rage. Um, 
it was their little homage to the but Green Arrow so drug addiction I mean, thing. Um, I think I don't know. It gave Justin Hartley a chance to like you know be all mad. Oh, he did get to. We did get to see a cool Justin Hartley, and that's cool. Another thing I want to mention is that um, Green Arrow documentary. There's a lot about the boxing glove era. <laughs> there's a good four minutes devoted to the boxing glove era. Even the scene from Smallville where he talks about wanting to invent that. My favorite quote was from uh, Judd Winnick. He said, "I like it because it's stupid." Yeah. <laughs> How's it going to fit in back there? <laughs> so, it's really fun. Um, like, six discs. I paid um, 40, 40 bucks for it. Um, an amazing set. They have not disappointed again. Would have liked to have seen some commentaries, especially for, like I say, Zod, Justice, and Phantom. Mm-hmm. Really, the the two bookends and the big middle episode of right. what needed it. But, you know, um, what do you do? I mean, the commentary right. would probably pretty much just be like, wow. Yeah. This is awesome. And it's something we might consider doing, and I think now that you're back, it'll be a whole lot easier, Houston. Um, and Graham and I are considering doing this on Tenth Wonder, is actually, in addition to Star Wars House of L episodes, doing running commentary on, like, full running commentary on these episodes and just releasing them in addition to episodes. Oh, you mean, like, people can just start their iPods yeah, and watch the Yeah, they just show. start their iPod and watch... You know, watch the episode while we're doing full, and it's not, "Hey, welcome to Star Wars House of L. Here's the news. Here's the, the, you know, we just get right into it and run run the 42 minutes with." That'd it. be pretty cool. And like during like when the show is on hiatus, we could just go. And now that you've got some old episodes, and now that you've got your DVDs, you're able to do that. Now, if you don't have your DVDs, head on over to HouseofLPodcast dot com and order them through Star Wars House of L and Amazon. Pimp it. That Pimp was- it there. <laughs> I've gotten good at this stuff. Pimp it harder. <laughs> <laughs> good at this stuff since I've been gone all summer. Yeah. I've had to find new ways to talk. I've started talking to myself like I'm two people in the room now, and it's it's disturbing. I noticed Greatly. that earlier. It was kind of weird. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. Well, now you know, and now this has happened. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it was a slow summer, and uh, Will came in a few weeks ago, and I want to appreciate. I want to appreciate. I'm not going to. No, I do appreciate Tim. Uh, for standing in for two episodes last week while we were both sick, Houston mm-hmm. and I, uh, it was kind of funny. Houston and I couldn't even talk on the phone because when we called each other, it was just it was like two mimes. Uh, yeah, uh, so we, there was no way we could have done an episode. Tim stepped in at the last minute and pulled off two beautifully done episodes, edited by me, of course. No, I'm just uh, just kidding. Uh, Tim did a great job, and I appreciate that. Uh, Tim is our news writer. Thanks, Tim. And he does the uh, Supernatural podcast, Crossroads. So check that out, too. Crossroadscast.tumblr.com. He does a good job. Supernatural's getting a whole lot of press Good recently. lord. And not not from the CW, no, just like, from everything else in the world. Wizard had, like, a huge article about Supernatural. I don't know. It's, it's a good show. I'm anxious yeah. to see it come back. Um, their DVD came out last week. They got a comic now, too. Yeah, they do have an Origins comic. Um, yeah, the, their DVD came out the week before Smallville's, but... Sorry, Supernatural fans. Your show doesn't premiere until the week after Smallville, so which we thought meant two-hour Smallville premiere, and we were like jumping up and down. But then they were like, "Oh, we're gonna show Reaper again after Smallville." So, Reaper, hmm. yeah. Oh, that'll be my chance to actually see it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. I enjoyed it. Um, am I on the new show I've gotten into? Chuck. It's hilarious. Mm. It's. Have you seen it? I've seen. I want. I, I want to see it. I've heard about. I've got it. it on TiVo. Also heard about Journeyman. Journeyman's I check good. That out. Life is good. Bionic Woman sucks. I heard that. I also want to see Sarah Connor. Yeah, I haven't gotten to see Sarah Connor yet either. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Lots Heroes, for opening up the sci-fi yeah, hour-longs. Yeah, seriously. Well, Smallville. I mean, I don't think I don't think we would have Heroes right now if it wasn't for Smallville. It's true. Definitely. No, you're right. And I know Tim said that, and Chuck and I have said that, and several people say that. 
The other big DVD today, in addition to Carter and Company, which is nowhere to be seen in Startville, uh, my God, I, I couldn't believe it as much press as it's gotten at all the stores, but if you go to your local Target or anywhere else, Best Buy has them, Circuit City has them, Startville just didn't get their box of them in. Mm-hmm. I'm quite pissed about it because I wanted to see myself on two DVDs. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, be sure and pick up. You can also order it on Amazon through Shoe, which supports us, by the way. And that's always a good cause. But Collier and Company does come out. It's a two-disc set. On the second disc, you do get to see the documentary that Graham shot on the road with Collier and Company that mm-hmm. I helped out with. And uh, we were around with John for couple weeks that was a lot of fun and uh looking forward to meeting up with him again real soon hopefully start production on car and company too uh, does it have any of the uh does it have any of the footage from our interview with no it does not have Mm -hmm. any of the footage from when we're here and hopefully that's still going to be released that's just a massive project to get Mm -hmm. up is that stuff that day where we were together (laughs) we did get to use some of the footage and vanished and i was very happy for that was houston's idea the the writing t- see the writing team of Houston Launch and Derek Russell. Why aren't you more more people going to that petition and signing it so we can go write small? Show. I thought we weren't going to talk about. Okay, we're not. Go go do it. We want to. Let's. Just- we're dying to. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, you saw Banished. You see what we can do. Actually, don't go watch Banished. Don't, don't let that influence. Someone else will about. actually make it. We're just gonna write it. Uh, yeah, we're not actually gonna. You know, we we'll have money. Like this. Money will be good too. Money, yeah, money's always good. <laughs> um, but the other big DVD today, and I will talk about Car and Company as soon as I have a copy in my hands. The the one John sent me it did not has not gotten here today because the mail has not run yet. So the other DVD that we've been waiting for and waiting for for over a year now since it was announced by Bruce Tim at Comic Con last year was Superman Doomsday. And uh, if you were in San Diego earlier this summer at Comic Con, you probably made the effort to see it. They showed it three times at Comic Con, and. Uh, from some people we heard mixed reviews. I know one of our listeners, Dave, uh, did a review on the House of Elf forums about what he thought about it and said that it felt very rushed through the whole movie. Um, that the death sequence, we are going to get a little spoiler filled into this too. So if you don't want to know about this, this is the end in conversation. Case that, in case here. that bloody S wasn't a clue. Yeah. <laughs> he dies at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk about this right now. Then uh, we're going to read some emails and then we're going to do spoilers at the end. So if you don't, it's pretty much spoiler filled from here to the end about Superman Doomsday and Smallville. So if you want to turn it off now, I will at the 26 and a half mark, we'll let you, uh, Superman Doomsday was, um, a project that they've been working on a while. Probably, uh, have, they've had in their mind all through the justice league animated series. And I, they, you know, they they really wanted to do it, and I, um, I'm gonna let you take this before I talk about it. Um, I have to get my thoughts together on it. Okay, well, you know, we just watched. We yeah, just got done. We, like five we just watched, minutes it. Ago um, watching it. There's been uh, like information has kind of come in about this movie, you know, steadily for the past year or so, and you know, my enthusiasm about it just kind of waned and waned the more I heard about it. It's like, um, you know, Bruce Tim, I was really excited you know, making this Superman and Doomsday. But then you find out, you know, oh, well, it won't really be like Justice League Unlimited. It won't have that storyline. You know, it won't use right. any of those plot threads, which was a great thing about his work is everything tied together. together. Like, Justice League Unlimited referenced Batman the Animated Series from, you know, six years before. And not only did it not <laughs> tie in with that, but it did not tie in with what it was supposed to be based on. Yeah, and then, yeah, you find out more, then there's no he- there's no other heroes in it. No, there's no uh, Justice so League. Funeral for a Friend, that yeah. aftermath of the death of Superman is not in it. Um, Superman comes back a week later. Yeah, 
Superman's not really dead for very long. Doomsday's in it for like five minutes. Doomsday, it shouldn't even be called Superman Doomsday. It should be called Superman versus an evil Superman. They could have <laughs> come up with some, I don't know. Okay. It just, it, this it, is still you. I'll get to mine in a minute. Um, and yeah, it, it's just, it seems like they started out with this idea and then, did some, like, I don't know whether they ran out of money or what, but. No, they, they say they, they, everything they wanted to do, they did. Well, then they had a crappy idea. I'm sorry. I'm not going to say it was crappy. The violence was, I mean. Well, the, the violence was crappy. The violence was for graphic. The part, for animated I mean, stuff. The I fight mean, scenes were really cool. When Superman fought stuff, it, you know, it's a way, in a way you've never seen it before. He broke loose. And it was, you know, it was really cool. But the story is crap. Story was disappointing, to say the least. Um, and I, too, feel like uh, Dave said that it was rushed. Um, here's the basic breakdown story. Superman, it was the most what-the-hell animated thing I've ever seen in my life. I couldn't, yeah. Okay, you couldn't figure out what timeline this is happening in. If <laughs> it was its own timeline. When it starts out, uh, we see it starts out with this killer monologue from Lex mm-hmm. that sets the tone of the whole movie and it's the one used in the trailer part of it was used in the trailer released earlier this summer and it was awesome like that set the dark tone for the whole movie and I was like mm-hmm. this is gonna kick ass mm-hmm. and then it just kinda so you're at the Daily Planet and you hear Perry White saying ass every other word in hell and you're like ah that's why they got the PG-13 rating <laughs> so Perry White could cuss at Lois I was not a fan of a lot of the voice direction in this Show. I was not a fan of Anne Hesh as Lois. She seemed bored. Like the like everything every... was just really flippant. Like she was throwing. And I'm not saying Anne Hesh is a bad actress at all. She, but she was just throwing off every line. And it they even like the they drew Lois that she would fling her wrist up in the air every mm-hmm. time she yeah. said she made impact on one word or another. And it it was an it was distracting at, mm-hmm. at, at least. It was distracting. Um, but uh, I got used to it after about three minutes. It wasn't as bad anymore. It was just that opening scene with Perry and her just didn't really do it for me. It I, sounded like she like only had like a day to do like all her lines. Or yeah, something. yeah. It did that part of probably why it seemed rushed. They were just kind of seemed like they were running through it. I did enjoy Adam Baldwin uh, from Firefly fa- fame as Superman. I think he did a really good job. Mm-hmm. A good Clark um, too. Yeah, he did a good Clark, which we only got to see for. About thirty seconds, because yeah. even when he shows back up at the end and he puts the glasses back on, he's still Superman. Mm-hmm. It wasn't Clark. Yeah. So it was a very, uh, it was very much a Clark that we're used to on Smallville. It was very the the mellow and mm-hmm. the, the meek Clark. It was not the nerdy mm-hmm. um, pushing the glasses up Clark. It was leather jacket, yeah, uh, satchel bag. Clark's actually heading off to Afghanistan to be a foreign co- correspondent for Daily Planet for several months. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how we get rid of Clark during the storyline. Yeah. Now. Um, Clark goes to tell goodbye to Lois, and Lo- Lois doesn't say, so Lois is shredding papers, and she's like, you know, don't get killed. Don't step on a landmine. Mm-hmm. And he kind of tilts his head at her and feels sad, and he goes to the elevator, and he leaves. Mm-hmm. So, in the process of all this, Lex has got Operation Apple Corps going, mm-hmm. which is drilling towards the center of the Earth to use... It's trying to Harnessing get energy, radiation, radiation for power, for, power for the city. Evil plan. Well, anyway, they find a uh, alien spacecraft down there. Doomsday breaks out, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Lex, there's this, oh. <laughs> there's this guy that's, that's, there's this guy and this girl down there that seem to be in charge of the whole operation. And the girl keeps trying to talk to Lex, but the guy keeps jumping in the camera like, hey, Lex, hey, Lex. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, and, and, and it's played really seriously, but it's, it's fun. It was one of the funniest things yeah, I've seen. So we kept making fun of it the whole rest of the movie, mm-hmm. even though that guy died tragically. Uh, I thought he was going to come back and be like, hey, Lex, <laughs> I made it. I'm okay. Uh, 
while this is going on, Superman and Lois are at the Fortress of Solitude, mm-hmm. making with the love. This is where I got confused. Completely. <laughs> because it's obvious that she... At first we thought it was a dream. Right. And then we realized, no, it's obvious she's there for a reason because she just had a shower. They did because it. That's, she, that's what happened. <laughs> she's in a towel. She just had a shower. And, you know, there's no surprise to Superman that she's there. Here's the kicker. She don't know Superman is Clark. Well, yeah. she has her suspicions. But he's never been forthcoming with the information. He's a jerk. She, he, he just keeps saying, oh, and, you know, call me Kal-El. That's where that baby came from in Superman Returns. This happened between Superman 2 and Superman Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, it was... That kind of threw me off at first. Now, once I got used to that, it was fine. But she keeps prying... I want to call you something. We've been together for six months. We've kept this relationship a secret. I want to know something to call you other than Superman. And he's like, call me Kal-El. Also, helpers there. The robots. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He he interrupts them when Doomsday starts running amok. And I kind of expected him to be making the helper. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, you know, Superman takes flight, has Metropolis. Battle ensues. We're like six minutes into the movie, and the epic battle of all time, the greatest selling graphic novel of all time, is happening before our eyes, mm-hmm. and it lasts about three minutes. Yeah. It was really cool. If that, it was an awesome battle, I'm, and I'm glad they didn't make Doomsday talk like they did in Justice League, because yeah. I, I, I never was a huge fan of that. Uh, not the show, but the, the, the what their interpretation of Doomsday. So, um, this huge fight scene battles, the armies there, onlookers of Metropolis, uh, probably the coolest scene ever is the last final boom between them. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Superman lifts Doomsday just in there. Uh, Doomsday's about to kill a child, just mm-hmm. pound this little girl. Uh, Superman lifts him off into the, out of the atmosphere as they get as far up as they can go. I just, I don't know if from Wade or whatever, but they plummet back and, and he turns on Doomsday to actually crash him into the earth. Yeah, see, I have a problem with Superman's strategy here. Okay. All right. If you're going to go into space. Uh huh. Like, you could just throw them away and then you'd be done. See, and then with actually, then you don't have to crash. And they actually did in the graphic novel. They uh, in the book they tied him to an asteroid, launched him into space. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's how I got to Earth. Right? No, no, no. I mean, we oh, get rid of after him. he was dead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> but then the cyborg went back and got him. Yeah, and then they go to war. Well, yeah, it mm-hmm. gets crazy from there. Anyway, so that's why it wasn't based on this because the biggest <laughs> thing missing from all this was, of course, the four Superman. The mm-hmm. Cyborg, Steel, uh, Superboy, and, and the Eradicator. Eradicator. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> their version of the Force Superman was this clone army that Lex builds. Like There was their own version of 33.1 in mm-hmm. this movie. And we'll get to that in just a second. But um, Superman plummets Doomsday back down to the Earth and crashes him into the ground. And this crater that is left is just amazing. And um, Doomsday is killed. On impact, there's never reference made to Doomsday in the rest of the film. By this point, mm-hmm. we're about 13 minutes into the movie, yeah, and this is an hour and a half long film. There's nothing ever said about Doomsday ever again. Granted, the title of the film is <laughs> called Superman Doomsday. Mm-hmm. Go figure. So, <laughs> I just thought that was funny. Yeah. So you see the iconic the cape hanging mm-hmm. off the thing, and we kind of did it and banished with Will's polo shirt. Mm-hmm. But the cape's hanging off the stem, and Superman comes to Lois and, you know, he says, you know, she's like, you did it, you're safe, everything's fine. And he just kind of trips over and dies. And he's dead. That's it. You know where they could have rectified the whole thing for me? If the next scene, the memorial, the funeral, had been the statue from the book. Oh, yeah. No. They changed that. The the gold Superman holding the eagle? Mm Mm-hmm. 
it was just the Superman shield. A big freaking black Superman shield. Yeah, that's... Anyway, who would want to go to that park? It's depressing. I'm not I'm not complaining about the movie, because if the movie... I, I am. Okay, no, am. listen. If the movie had not been based on the best-selling graphic novel <laughs> of all time, it would have been a great film. James Marsters was awesome at as Lex. The whole Lex character was really cool. If that had been like an ep- like episodes of a, like Justice League yeah. or a movie, it would have been pretty cool. It would have been awesome, and and it's just the fact that they tried to base it off the death and return of Superman. Well, it's the like for they friend. changed so much. Like it took me a while to catch up to what was line of logic on. they were using for the characters. And I understand they couldn't do a lot because it would have been confusing bringing in the Justice League and maybe even the four Superman because you would have gotten a lot of people who didn't know about it would have gotten confused. If Cyborg had turned out to be Henshaw, and they would have been like, "What the hell's going on? Who's this? You know, what's, right. what's all this about?" And John Henry Irons came in. You know, it's just really confusing. So uh, they'd be like, "Steel." Yeah, I thought it was Shaq. Yeah, I never saw that movie. You didn't? No, that was great on principle. No, what, what was the one where he was the genie? Kazam. I saw Kazam. Kazam is good. <laughs> I saw Kazam, and then still came out, and I was like, mm. I saw Instead this. of getting Superman Doomsday, go to a $5 bin, <laughs> find a I copy of Kazam. Think, I don't think, uh, oh, Kazam, I was about to say. Or Steel. I don't if, think Steel's on DVD. If we're gonna say, I don't think Kazam's on DVD. Are you telling me Supergirl's on DVD? Like Supergirl's got like a three-disc DVD, and there's no DVD of Steel. That's a good movie. <laughs> Helen Slater, 1984. Look, P- I will put Peter Steel. Peter O'Toole. I will- I will fade that away. I will magic. I will fight your steel. All right, that's it. <laughs> We're going. We're at to say this for another episode. <laughs> I will fight you. Steel versus. Send in your opinions. Steel versus Supergirl. Oh, you know they're gonna go with Supergirl. I steel's not that bad. I'll still have what is a tattoo. Anyone that also wants to go and vote for Kazam, they could do that. I'll too. vote for Kazam. Kazam would beat the crap out of Steel. Did he come out of a boombox? I forget. <laughs> He does in my head now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, get him back. Super I Man. am Kazam! <laughs> Boombox. Okay, <laughs> sorry. Getting back. Oh, I've missed getting off topic. Used to th- I'm sorry, I really have. Sorry, everybody. No, it's fine. Oh, I think they've missed it, too. So, the movie continues. Superman's dead. Lex goes through this horrible grieving process for the fact that Superman's dead because he, you know, he said he basically says we had so much unfinished business. He wanted to be the one, not to kill Superman, but to outsmart Superman mm-hmm. and to undermine him. And you know, and it's so. And the fact that Doomsday is like just some random thing that kills him, it, like he yeah, yeah, he can't comprehend this. Kind of pops a screw loose. So what he does is he steals hair from Superman's dead corpse, mm-hmm. he, and he his dead corpse, his dead corpse, <laughs> silent alarm, it's overkill. Um. <laughs> And blood from the scene of the murder, from, you know, the the, the, battle, the fight yeah. scene, mm-hmm. the battle, and he creates a clone of Superman. And for a while, this is kind of tricking everybody. Now, in the course of this movie, we do have Martha Kent. Another big factor that was different from this and the graphic novel is Jonathan is dead. There's no Jonathan Kent in mm-hmm. this storyline. Now, Martha and Lois also don't seem to have much of a relationship either. Mm-hmm. Actually, it almost seems as if they've never met before. Yeah. And it's because Lois goes to talk to Martha after the death of Superman and says, you know, I know your son isn't in Afghanistan. He died a week ago. And she's like, get the heck off my phone. Yeah. What you doing? Mm-mm. Don't make me call Kazam on your ass. Okay. So, <laughs> so 
you know, Superman returns and this, oh, <laughs> wow. Um, Superman comes back and that movie would have been a lot better if they called it Superman comes back. Oh yeah. That's another thing that confused me when the clone came back. Crashed out it of was the like, ground. It, that was, that was like five minutes after Superman died. Right. Right. And it should have been a week. Yeah. Right? But in like in movie time, I'm just like, what? He's dead. He's back. How long is this movie? Like I'm it checking was like my watch. 45 seconds. He was dead. Now granted that was a fake out, back. but fake out. I just uh, this movie just kept confusing me. It was right. like play, it was like it was playing some game. With I couldn't me. understand if this all was the same day. It showed night once, so I was like, "Is this all the events of the same day they buried him?" And they're like, "Oh, we just built that damn memorial and he's back." Yeah, I was I was joking. It's like not so much the death of Superman, but the slightly premature burial of yeah, Superman, basically. So they um, Toy Man comes out of nowhere. Was not expecting Toy Man in this. John DiMaggio. And, you know, he starts terrorizing people, and he almost kills Lois, and Superman returns, comes mm-hmm. back, sorry, that's copyrighted term, Superman <laughs> returns, and he saves him, and he captures Toy Man, and, you know, hands him over to the authorities, and then we see him, you know, save Lois, mm-hmm. and she's like, it's you, and he's like, yeah, I'm back, and she goes, you're not happy to see me, it seems like, and he goes, no, I just have, things are different now, I have to have some time to get, right. you know, you've been dead 45 seconds, I don't really yeah. understand that, but you, you, I need time to... Now that, yeah, feelings. that actually kind of did pull from, I think, right. the Cyborg storyline, because he bit. didn't, he didn't remember Lois. Yeah. So he was just like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Anything. So, then we see Superman go to LexCorp. Oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Um, Kevin Smith. Wow. That was ridiculous. That was the coolest part of the whole movie. <laughs> so, Toy Man is in this mechanical... Spider. It's not really a spider. They but call I, it a spider. He, well, it's, it's a mechanical like a... scorpion kind of looking <laughs> thing. And uh-huh. that's how he's terrorizing the city, climbing up walls and stuff. Superman destroys the thing, takes Toy Man out of the thing, hands him out to the cops, and then there's this blatant guy standing in the crowd the music stops which i'll get to the music in a minute but the music stops and there's this blatant guy in the center of the screen with his folder going yeah we really needed him to save us from a mechanical spider it was kevin smith yeah it looked like kevin smith too yeah they even drew it to look like <laughs> kevin smith i can't keep talking i'm gonna see if it actually was it had to have been, no i'm though. sure and they talked it about a mechanical just, spider it just it sounded just like i mean there's there's of course they did that on purpose, but, right. um, I mean, that would be the stupidest, uh, it was, uh, it was pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, uh, man, he is not listed. If it is, if it is him, he is not listed. Hmm. I'm pretty sure. I, I'm sure it was. It had to have been. I'm looking No. not saying it wasn't him. Just saying that he is uncredited. If it is interesting, mm-hmm. very interesting. Okay, sorry, continuing. Uh, so, you know, things go on, and Lois is a little, you know, not too sure about the situation. But then Martha calls and says, hey, um, Clark hasn't called me. You know, he's back. He's not in Afghanistan, obviously. He hasn't called me. And you don't have to fix the Nintendo. It's okay. That's bothering me. So, uh, crap, what was I saying? Oh, yeah, Martha. <laughs> <laughs> You, your Nintendo threw me off. My Nintendo threw me off. Uh, Martha says, I haven't heard from Clark. And, you know, Lois is still trying to figure this out. But anyway, when you cut me off a second ago, what was I saying? LexCorp. Uh-huh. Superman goes to LexCorp. Uh-huh. And we see him calling out Lex Luthor's name. And Luthor says, you know, follow him, sound of my voice, blah, blah, blah. Goes into this room. These red solar lights come on, which if you're a Superman fan, you obviously know what that is when uh-huh. you see that. Because he automatically hits his... 
Now, he becomes weak by it, though. Mm-hmm. Now, is that automatically... In some incarnations, yes. Now, in some incarnations, it does nothing to him. Right. Uh, it just takes away his abilities, but he doesn't feel anything. Right, because, I mean, sunlight doesn't make you weak. Right. I don't know. Uh, yeah, no, he felt that right away. I yeah, mean, I mean, he hit his knees. Not to mention the fact that Lex walks in with this Kryptonian... I'm not Kryptonian, but Kryptonite... Uh, Gauntlet? Yeah, yeah, basically, and just beats the ever-loving crap out of him. Um, basically, he has created this clone of Superman to do nothing more than to do a do his bidding uh-huh. and b he to make him not feel remorse anymore. He beats the because he, he now he can he can beat the crap out of Superman anytime he wants to because Superman's basically his puppet. Uh-huh. So you go through on through the movie and then you discover that uh, Lex actually stole the body of Superman uh-huh. and it's uh, it, it Lex Corp. Um, and then you know find out later that the body goes missing. The helper has gone to get the body of Superman and taken him back to the fortress. How did helper do that? That, that was another I don't know. part where I got confused. Help, helper can fly. That's all I know. Uh, and so uh, Clark is actually or Kal El is actually in a tank at the Fortress of Solitude, and his heartbeat returns. Mm-hmm. And the process of all this uh, Superman's heartbeat returns. Clone Clone Superman goes apeshit. And he goes crazy. He kills Toy Man. Yeah. He, um, I thought he was fixing to kill that cat. Yeah. He, this, this little lady's cat's in a tree and he gets the cat for her and he's just sitting there petting it and the music's really dramatic and he's like, he's like, you know, when cat's like this. I mean, he's not like a maniac. Yeah, he tells her all about the dangers of you know leaving much, your you cat know out. stuff I have to do in one day and it takes time out of my busy schedule when I have to save cats, a Himalayan, Persian, whatever from... The tree. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should think about that next time you open your screen door. I was yep. like, "Oh my god, <laughs> this movie got really weird." In some parts, yes. So uh, it goes on and on, and then the police decide to bring Superman in for the mm-hmm. death of Toy Man because Toy Man's already in their possession. They've arrested him. They're putting him behind bars, yep. and Superman takes him all the way up in the air and then just drops him mm-hmm. and you know kills him. And come to find out that. Uh, Lex has actually built an entire army of clone supermen. Um, there's probably like 80 of them mm-hmm. that they just show in that room, and probably mm-hmm. hundreds more beyond that. Um, this clone superman <laughs> discovers that X-rays himself in the mirror, mm-hmm. and discovers which I don't know how that works, but <laughs> and discovers that in the base of his brain mm-hmm. there's lead shielding, mm-hmm. and behind that is oh yeah, like I mean, Lex's failsafe. Yeah, and so. He just does some brain Off surgery. camera, <laughs> he does a lobotomy on himself. Mm-hmm. He, again, don't know how this works, but he heat visions the mirror, which bounces back, and, mm-hmm. and he takes out the lead, and then he grabs a pair of scissors and cuts it out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's no longer controlled by Lex. Lex mm-hmm. has a remote control that he can detonate the Superman at any time he wants to. He can reveal this kryptonite bomb or whatever that's in the, mm-hmm. the base of his brain. He removes that. So now he's on his own. Lex has no control over the Superman anymore. Now, this Superman has been programmed to save Metropolis. Mm-hmm. He is to be their savior. Mm-hmm. But it is the morals that he is lacking. So he is going around and killing bad guys. And he mm-hmm. is taking things to extreme levels. Um, finally, uh, Superman does come back. He, you know, Helper, he wakes up and, you know, Helper goes him through his training. And they discover that, that in the process of the police trying to take Superman into custody, the, the clone Superman that um, he's just gone crazy mm-hmm. around town. So Superman, you know, our true Superman decides he's got to go after him. And Helper reminds me he's only at 67% health, whereas 
This other guy's got all your abilities, but he also has your one weakness, Kryptonite. Yeah. Now, the awesome black suit from when Superman actually returned uh, yeah. from the comics uh, is seen in this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's described as the solar suit, so mm-hmm. he can harness the sun's ability, which the fight's at night. But, you mm-hmm. know, the sun's, the sun's still there. They said on his way. On, on his, his way. way. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Okay. Because the sun was still out at the fortress. I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense. So, you know, he has the battle also with a Kryptonite cannon. Encased in the lead, it will not hurt him unless, of course, shot at him. Mm-hmm. But holding the gun will not harm him in any way. Mm-hmm. So he shows up to, you know, to fight Superman. Yeah, um, the clone. Yep, and he uh, tries tries to use the uh, cannon on him, uh, and clone Superman just darts out of the way because he's ready. He's ready for this fight, and knocks the gun away, and proceeds to beat the tar out of Superman. Metropolis. You know, it's almost the point that they had a week and they rebuilt everything and then it just got destroyed again. Mm-hmm. Anytime there was sonic impact, like when Superman Doomsday had a huge impact when mm-hmm. these two Superman had, the city would just, this pulse would go out and all the windows would shatter for miles and mm-hmm. the buildings would shake. Oh yeah, the action in this was fantastic. Yeah, there's, there's yeah, nothing to be said about that, bad about that. It was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, everything was directed really well. I just hate that the storyline was supposed to be based on this graphic novel. And it really had... Oh, the only tie it had to it is Superman killed Doomsday, and that was it. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing that yeah. it had to do with the book, basically. But anyway, he ends up defeating uh, the the, the uh, kryptonite cartridge that comes out of the gun and gets stuck on Superman, the mm-hmm. clone, right as he's fixing to kill the real Superman. And then Superman uses heat vision and blows him up and kills him. Mm-hmm. And end of story. Superman is back, and he reveals that he is Clark to Lois. Yep. And that was the movie, about hour and hour and twenty minutes, I guess. Maybe roughly. shorter. Yeah, I'm gonna look. You talk. All right. Uh, How are so, you doing? <laughs> I mean, good. How are you? Seventy. Okay, an hour and fifteen. Mm. Hour and fifteen minutes. Um, not terrible. Not at all. I uh, <laughs> I've been looking forward to it. it. I did enjoy it. I just wish it had been a little bit more. Like it was advertised to be, I guess. Yeah. I, I the definite presence of the four Superman is what I miss the most. Mm-hmm. I'd say. Well, I mean, as they good, could have even added Supergirl in this as bigger presence. Yeah. She, now they'd probably try to use the one from Justice League, and I think right. they they may go wrong there. But as um, as good as just the Doomsday story in itself was, there's not a lot to it. I mean, it's like even in the comics, Doomsday shows up, fights Superman, and kills him. But when you think about it, he's there for what? That's six comic books that the fight goes on for from the first time he he comes oh, well, out. I mean, to yeah, the it's final... it's he's like he shows up, he's unstoppable. Um, Justice he fights League, he fights he, the Justice League. They die. Yeah. Several of them die. He um, fights some other heroes, trounces them. Fights Superman once. Superman goes to regroup. Fights Superman and kills him. But I mean, it's just a series of fights. There's not really a story, right? Other than Doomsday's coming. But they could have made that fight scene probably about 12 minutes long. Oh, no, they could have. And also, I mean, like, but the, what... Because in the process of all this, Lois and Jimmy, and this cool-ass Jimmy that we've never had before with an earring and yeah. leaves the Daily Planet for a new job, he they're in a helicopter trying to, you mm-hmm. know, to take shots of the story as it's happening. But, uh, yeah, I mean, but in my opinion, the meat of that story is the funeral for a friend and Reign of the Superman. The, the Reign of the Superman and the return, the ultimate yeah. coming to the end. I thought we'd see the robot, you know, oh, at yeah. the end that he comes out of when mm-hmm. Superman returns from the comic book. I thought we'd see that. Mm-hmm. And no. Yeah. So, 
just know what you're gonna get if you if, you know if you're gonna check. That's this basically out. why we just sat here and told you the whole movie because we want you to know that even though it is being advertised as you know it's supposed to be related to this book, it's it's not what you're familiar with if mm-hmm. you were around in 92 and 93 and read these. I mean, I remember when they came out. I remember being in line with my dad getting them. Yeah. And and it was it, it's one of the biggest days in comic book history ever. Mm-hmm. Um and it but it's not it's a great story. It's a this movie is a great story. It's a great, you know, hour and 15 minutes. It's got some great acting, voice actors in it. Amazing cinematic, uh, you know, animation and everything. Mm-hmm. Um but it's not the comic book. Mm-hmm. And that's probably the thing that's going to disappoint the most people. And I, I hate to say that they're probably going to see sales drop because of it. Because I love Bruce Tim. I love the Justice League series. Um, I just, I wish, and DC may not let them go all the way with this. I mean, it's, I'm not, it's not their fault. It's, so there it's was something more, keeping them from it. I mean, it's on the same level. I mean, this, I mean, this other thing, this is, this is better, but I mean, it's on the same level as Brainiac Attacks. It's just, yeah, it's this like, was way better than Brainiac Attacks, but it's, yeah. it was on the same kind of playing field. Yeah. Um, and it made me, as much as I've been looking forward to the new Frontier coming out in January, now it's making me a little bit more scared of mm-hmm. watching that. I hope that's actually really Oh, yeah, good. and that teaser that's on the DVD isn't any Is the same thing that was on the internet several months ago. Yeah. Uh, if you, I, they were advertising as a trailer for the new Frontier, and it's not. So, no fun so, to be had there. $5 bin. Kazam. Kazam. <laughs> that's Terrific. what you should do. That's what you should be getting. So, um... The the best part of the movie, and and not to mention Adam Baldwin and James Marshers, who I think were great mm-hmm. uh, as Lex and Clark, is the music. The music was awesome, mm-hmm. and they're actually releasing the soundtrack. It is coming out later this year. Oh, it wow. is. Um, I'm actually going to pull this up so I can tell you about it. The composer, whose name escapes me, um, actually did some. Uh, Excuse me if I'm I <laughs> uh, can't talk right now. Uh, Buffy and uh, Angel. Oh, okay. And um, I, I may never be able to find this link again. I had oh well, like ah, uh, soundtrack. Uh, but it's over an hour and a half of oh, excuse me. Uh, there's over an hour and a half of music, uh, which is interesting because the movie is only an hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> um, how much time? Running time? Oh, it's an hour. Hours worth of music. Twenty six tracks. Um, who did this? Robert J. Crawl, Crail or Crawl, K R A L. I'm not sure who has done uh, the Dresden Files. Uh, this movie, this show called The Lost Room, which is really cool. It came out on the Sci-Fi Channel as a, as a miniseries, and they put it on DVD. And Angel, uh, presenting the original score to the Warner Brothers premiere DVD motion picture event, Superman Doomsday, an all-new animated feature film based on the award-winning Death of Superman comic book trilogy. Mm-hmm. Composer Robert J. Crawl. Brings the Man of Steel to spectacular new heights with a score bursting with thrills, chills, and emotional drama. This was the best part of the whole movie, in my opinion, and I cannot wait to get this. It comes out October 23rd. Mm-hmm. You can pre-order it through HouseFailPodcast.com. I put a link up a couple of days ago, so you'll have to scroll down to find it. I uh, also check for a link in the AAC right now. That is the also the cover art to the CD you're seeing in your AAC track. It lo- It's so cool. Uh... I just loved it. Like the music was really. I'm. I'm. I'm not just saying that music really was the best part for me, and I really enjoyed it. Um, also, the the cover art for the case. Oh, that uh, the particular the hologram. Yeah, everything was really cool in the case. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially the you see the Superman shield, and you turn it, and you see the bloody Superman shield, and the Superman bursting out. They've mm-hmm. been showing us that since last year, so that was really cool. Um, <laughs> I'm reading 
one of the directors, uh, Lauren Montgomery, one of the directors of Superman Doomsday, this is just solidifying it for me, that the interview with, uh, I think, Comics Continuum, and Comics Continuum asked, were you familiar with the death of Superman's story from the comics? And Montgomery says, no, I really wasn't that familiar with it. Huh. I had heard of it. I know they killed off Superman at some point in time. I know he was killed by a big rocky monster guy, but I really didn't know that much about it. Wow. Well, that just that solidified the that's whole story for me. He gets, that's what happens. He, he gets killed by a big rocky big guy. Big rocky guy. And... Um, now, the highlight of this DVD, and we're not saying don't buy this DVD because it is awesome. It is a great storyline. I'm saying buy Kazam, actually. But, okay. <laughs> I loved, and I've got to finish watching it, um, but I loved the doc- the... Uh, documentary about the death of Superman in the bonus features. Mm-hmm. It actually has footage from the writing room of when the, from fifteen years ago. Yeah, when, when they, they came up with the storyline, when they were yeah writing. The That's death one of, of the Superman. coolest features I've ever seen on anything. That was awesome, and I can't wait to go back and watch the rest of it. I was really uh, just pleased with the ten, the f- seven or eight minutes we saw of that. Mm-hmm. So um, I can't wait to watch the rest of that. There, there was some cool stuff. Um, there's, uh, a documentary about the, or a featurette about the cast that did the voices for the film. Um, just a few other little things, like we said, the, the new frontier teaser. But the thing I, about that document, that featurette about the death of Superman that I didn't know was that it actually, the story came from, they were finally ready to marry off, uh, Clark and Lois, mm-hmm. which I knew was happening around the same time period, because I can remember back then, because I was also watching Lois and Clark, mm-hmm. and Lois and Clark decided they wanted to marry them at the exact same time, and they didn't want it happening on the comics and Lois Clark around the same time. So They want the comics to do it before right, the show. They, right. they got the jump on it, Lois and Clark did, when they heard about it. Mm-hmm. So, and so, so they pushed off the wedding for a year in the comics. Mm-hmm. So they had to come up with a year's worth of stories, they said. And mm-hmm. the running joke in that writing room was always, when they couldn't think of anything else, they'd say, oh, let's just kill him. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the running joke with Superman is you can't kill him. You mm-hmm. can't kill Superman. Yeah. So they always said, oh, let's just kill him. So they all came in, they were pissed that they couldn't do the wedding because mm-hmm. they had everything planned out through all four of the storyline comics, the action comics and, and mm. everything else. And the, they came in and the guy said, ah, let's just kill him. And they were like, yeah, let's huh. do it. So that was, that really is one of the coolest features on the DVD, I think. And mm-hmm. I, I look forward to watching the rest of it as soon as I can. So big DVD day. Gotta say, um, yeah, get but, down there, pick I, up your, pick up your smallville season, pick I, up Collier and company. I spent a lot of money there. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, buy them all. Buy them all through House of L, too, while you're at it, if, if you want to. Get them through Amazon. Oh, get, yeah. Get, through price. get them online. Um, Superman Doomsday is $13 through Amazon. I Did you know that Amazon will uh, ship anything right to your door? No. Yes. Really? Mm-hmm. It's magic. It's like... Kazam? And you use your computer. It's, it's like, like Kazam. I bet you could find Kazam on Amazon, too. I want to look. Look up Steel and see if that's on DVD. Okay. Okay. Talk to the folks. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we let's do have see. some emails to read here. What are some other good movies? We're move on to, what uh, are some other good other movies? movies featuring Shaquille O'Neal? Feature? No, there are none. There are none. There are none. Oh, there's that video game. Shaq Steel is on VHS only. You can buy it through Amazon for eighty cents. Eighty cents. Shaquille O'Neal, Judd Nelson, and Richard Roundtree. Shaft is in this movie. Judd Nelson. Judd Nelson's in this movie. Fantastic! I told you it was good. I, how you figure? How do I figure it's good? Yeah. Uh, Judd Nelson? But Kazam on DVD. <laughs> Kazam is on DVD. All right, now Shaq Fu. I think that was for Sega. I'm not looking for <laughs> Shaq Fu. I'm not going to do it. 
let us get to some emails real quick before we move into spoilers. Okay. All right. We're going to get into some emails right now. And the first one I have is from Mike. Mike says, hi, I love the show. You guys have me rolling on the floor with tears coming out of my eyes every time. But I was wondering if you noticed in the episode Promise that the doctor that uh, I guess referring to Lana's doctor, Mm -hmm. Lana's doctor's last name was Langstrom. And Dr. Langstrom is Man-Bat from Batman. And uh, he just thought it was funny that he uh, gets put, that Lex puts him in the crypt after he dies. Mm-hmm. Kind of a, a joke there. Yeah, they, they did that, you were saying. That yeah, they, they, uh, they're they usually pretty good about tossing in, like, references um, just in dialogue and, you know, just with character names and stuff like that. Right. So that's cool. Thanks for that, Mike. Uh, this next one's from Brady, and this is referring to Tom in the JLA movie uh, once again. Brady says, on the show you guys kept saying that you would have a hard time seeing Tom Welling playing Superman. I kind of had the same idea too until I saw the Beowulf trailer. If it's if this is true that the pe- same people behind this are behind JLA, I think it would be a great movie. Now back to Tom, if you see the trailer, it has Anthony Hopkins in it. He has a, he has a title card. It shows a CG Anthony Hopkins as obviously the talented Anthony Hopkins, but not him. He looks shorter, stouter, and all around different. So if the fine team can make Anthony Hopkins not look like himself, yet still be him, just imagine what they could do with a Superman. Make him anything they want to make him, including much older than Tom actually is, which would allow him to play something much different than what he's playing on Smallville and what Brandon is playing in the Superman Returns universe. Brady. Oh, I agree, Brady. Uh, we, we have heard that the whole movie is not going to be like that, however. Um, that Just the action cinematics are going to be done in that style that Beowulf and uh, the Polar Express used. Oh, you're talking about the Sorry. Justice League movie? Yes, yes. Oh, Sorry. okay. Sorry. I was like, no, Beowulf's all computers. No, no. <laughs> yes, but the... the oh, yeah, just yeah, the just action the, scenes are going to be like that? the action scenes are going to be like that. Well, I mean, they, they, um... I mean, in X3, they de-aged, uh... You know, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart for entire scenes that they were in for that... For those earlier sequences. And I'm sure they could... There's something they could do to make Tom Welling look older. Oh, definitely. Um, but... Honestly, I I don't really have a problem with him doing it at all. Like without That's right, you without don't anything. Want to forget about that. Um, I think he would be great. I the only things I've heard is just that maybe he's not that interested in doing it. But um, I mean, it'd be great to see him do that. Yeah. And uh, you know, he's older than Brandon Ralph. Yeah, Tom <laughs> uh, Brandon Ralph's not much older than you and I are. Yeah, and uh, Welling's thirty one. So uh, I think. How old are you? You're twenty. I'm twenty four. You're twenty four. I think Ralph's twenty five. If if not twenty four, I'm twenty three. So I don't know. But um, all right, that I is, could take him. <laughs> uh, be on the lookout for the upcoming Superman versus Batman when Houston Longino will play the Cape Crusader. <laughs> Actually, you should be Nightwing. We'll let you be Nightwing. All right, this one is from David. David says, "Hey guys." Uh, is this from David? Yeah. David <laughs> says, hey guys, I've been watching old episodes of Smallville through the summer and a couple of questions came up. So he's going to ask us these. One is the Ken house. The exterior uh, shot looks like a little big for being only a two bedroom farmhouse. So why does Clark end up on the couch every time they have visitors? Uh, that's a pretty good question. Hmm. <laughs> um, I don't really have an answer to that. I mean, surely there's an office in there somewhere. There's... You know, Jonathan had some place where he paid the bills and mm-hmm. stuff bet. like that. Who's calling me? Uh-oh. I'm busy right now. Sorry. Uh, so that, yeah, it's, that's just a funny question. I mean, it's just something that's never come into... Right. I mean, I'm sure, you know, Jonathan probably had like a a man room, you know. A man room? Yeah, with, you know, man John stuff. John Schneider has a man room, so I'm sure Jonathan has a man room. Right. I don't, I wouldn't know anything about that. 
Uh, the, another question is, why isn't Lana a meteor freak? She's been wearing a chunk of the rock for years, and with all the weird things going on around her, she should be a super freak. Um, future seasons. You're not going to touch that. Season 8. That's what's going to happen when Lex leaves. Lana's going to go completely evil, and she's the big baddie. <laughs> after Michael Rosenbaum leaves the show. It's a good question. Um, just They chose not to do it. Uh, I wonder if it came to the point they were... Debating between making Lana a meteor freak or Chloe, mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, from what we've seen last season, they have chosen Chloe. So, mm-hmm. and it will be interesting to see coming up very soon if uh, Chloe loses her meteor freak ability as Dean Kane comes to town. Mm-hmm. Who, if you saw the footage, did you see the video? Mm-mm. He's he doesn't have a goatee. They the, they haven't finished yet. <laughs> He'll grow one. Vandal Savage can shave, you know. <laughs> He's immortal. You're, you're, His hair's not immortal. You're clinging to that like like there's no tomorrow. All right, and the last is just continuity error. I know it's Smallville where uh, I know in Smallville this little concern, but uh, in the pilot, Lex says that his father had never lived in the mansion in the Luther Mansion, which and we know he said, said it was shipped over brick by brick mm-hmm. to um, Smallville. Uh, and the pilot says Lex never had lived in the mansion, but uh, then in Onyx, Lex says when he was a child. He got locked in that cellar where no one could ever hear his cries. Oh, yeah, like yeah. regularly? How could he have been locked mm. in the cellar when they never lived in the mansion? Right. I mean, if he, if he was referencing, like, one time, but I don't think in that episode he was. Yeah. They could have visited it. Yeah. And then, like, hey, for this visit, we'll yeah. lock you in the cellar. Yeah. Maybe that's, they visited it a bunch. That's a pretty good catch, I'll have yeah. to say, David. That's one of those things you're, you're not always like, hey, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh, Dad says, anyway, just a couple of things. I really enjoyed the Shoe and Tangent podcast. They make my Monday a little more bearable. Keep up the good work. Thank you, David. Appreciate that. And those are our emails and our big DVD episode. Thank you for joining us for episode 60. Thanks, guys. Um, we're not going to kind of go. I'm just going to, you know, visit com. You can mail us, mail at HouseVelPodcast.com. Uh, forums.HouseVelPodcast.com. Those are about mm-hmm. to get kick-started again with the new episodes coming up next week. Houston, Houston's always on the forums. I he, I am because he knows the URL like the back of his hand. I know it now. So uh, uh, that all being said, I'm not going to fade out and go to the spoilers because we really only got one spoiler right now as uh, we're getting right up into the episode, and that is the official description for Kara. Mm. And this is so. Turn I, I have an official here. description for Kara. Uh huh. Hot. <laughs> have you read this? No. You are going to. I, Go ahead and open the door because you're just gonna leave when you read this. I like well, this on. is the most. If if um, Superman Doomsday was the most what the hell continuity ever, this will be the most what the hell official description you've ever read. Okay. And I read Kara is episode seven and two. It does air October fourth on the CW. And I read Clark meets his cousin Kara Kent and visits Jor El. I'll continue. <laughs> Clark and Lois discover Kara's spaceship, but before they can open it, Kara appears and knocks Lois out, conveniently. <laughs> uh, Clark is shocked after Kara tells him she is there to protect baby Kal-El. Despite Kara's appearance, a despondent Clark decides that without Lana, there is nothing keeping him in Smallville and heads to the Fortress of Solitude to begin his training Yay! as a superhero. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds great, doesn't it? Yeah. Hold on. Oh. However, Jor-El tells him that Kara's father, Zor-El, Jor-El's brother, is evil and Kara is dangerous. Therefore, Clark must stay in Smallville to find out why she came to Earth. Why? Lex- I'll continue. Lex makes a stunning discovery regarding Lana and Project 33.1. Concerning Lana and... Yeah. 33.1. Yeah. So she's... 
she may that she might be a freak. Okay, I'm gonna go back to the the Kryptonian evil part. Just, just yeah, no, no, no. Um, Supergirl isn't evil. <laughs> why? It's saying Zor El's evil and Kara should not be on Earth. Find out why she's here. Basically, you can't start your training right now. That's Zor-El's a confusing person. <laughs> I'm glad he's not my dad. He's wishy-washy. I just, I hate it. He's finally, and we saw it in the trailer. It's him and Martian Manhunter talking. Clark and, Martian, and Clark says, there's nothing left for me here. And Martian Manhunter says, once you begin, there's no going back. And everybody, everybody knew that they were talking about his training. And mm. I was like, on my knees, like, yes! He's going! <laughs> Lana's dead! Not really, but for all you know, so go on and go! Man, he'll be all distracted, Lana will come back, and then, no, oh, it's all gonna start Well, they're again. starting a relationship again when she comes back. Anyway, moving on from that, Jor-El refuses to let him start his training. That's what he's been trying to do for six freaking years, yeah. is to get him to start this training. Why not, yeah, just like, why not just be like, oh, Kara's here, that's weird. We'll figure that out after your training's done. What kills me is even though Kara's there, he's still like, meh, I'm going to the fortress. <laughs> and and then Jor-El tells him, uh-uh. Which, great, we do get to hear the amazing Terrence Stamp in the mm. second episode of this season. I'm very happy about that because uh, we only heard him once through all of season six. He was mm-hmm. in Zod and that was it. So uh, this just sounds really confusing. I'm sure it'll it, it'll make a huge arc for this season, of course. Um, but right now we don't know what that arc is. Mm-hmm. So... It'll be interesting to see how this plays out. I just know that at the moment I saw it, I was very confused. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that'll change. So, we've been going for an hour and ten minutes almost. Ooh. Huge episode because we had to discuss all the DVDs. Once again, thank you for listening to us every week. And thank you for whoever, you know, for getting together and emailing about us being on that documentary. Because that was awesome seeing yeah. ourselves. I mean, that was just, that was cool. I, mm-hmm. I can say I was on the DVD. Yeah. I, I just, I like that. And then see you and the next season. It's got everything. It it's got uh, it's got Chloe, and it's got uh, you making fun of Will, and mm-hmm. it's got all of it. So yep. uh, we're going to come back with one more episode before the uh, no, two more episodes before the season premiere of Smallville. We mm-hmm. we have to do our season four and five spell and uh, uh, spell and reckoning. Yeah, and then we'll we'll come back with an episode next week with any bit of news coming out before the premiere. Also, your season six episode you wanted to hear most reviewed on. So keep emailing in what you want to hear us commentate on for season six. Mm-hmm. We will have that ready next week. And uh, now we can watch the DVD to also talk about it when it comes time. So in the meantime, go to housevelpodcast.com. Yeah. You I'm know Nick. it's going to be subterranean. They're going to. You know that's what they're going to do. <laughs> they weren't. You just said that. <laughs> I don't care. Now they are. Do I'm, it. I'm not afraid. <laughs> Bring it on. <laughs> I'm Derek. I'm Houston. We'll see you guys later. Thank you.